أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وضرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد so we continue from reading the introduction to the مختصر الأخضري uh, that we started yesterday which is kind of uh, like what you need to know in order to be able to benefit from any knowledge, uh, a, 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 a kind of like a Ilm 98 type text, so that your knowledge will be beneficial for you, like it was to Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam and to the Anbiya and to the Awliya of Allah ta'ala, not like the knowledge of Iblis, which uh, was just a uh, an increase in the proof against him. And the Burhan of his damnation. Laanahullah. We ajibu alayhi hifvu lisanihi min al fahshai wal munkar wal kalam al qabih wa iman al talaq wa intihar al muslim wa ihanatihi wa sabbihi wa tahwifihi fi ghairi haqin shara'i. So he continues that it is an obligation on every mukallaf every morally responsible person to guard their tongue from fahsha. Fahsha generally in generally translates to indecency. Um, and the fahsha of deeds is 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 indecency, uh, um, perversion. But the fahsha of the lisan of the tongue is just going overboard. It's going overboard. Cursing uh, or saying things you're you don't need to say uh, uh, and and just going overboard and, and speaking what you need to do, being like flamboyant, uh, and just it's just going too far. Uh, anything that you're able to say in less words, the Sunnah has to say it in fewer words rather than in more. Now, obviously, sometimes there's a need for for speech. Nawawi rahimahullah tabarak wa taala in the Riyadh al-Salihin, he 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 mentions very explicitly. And Imam Nawawi, for those who know him. He's not like a controversial scholar. I mean, within the Sunni tradition, Imam Nawawi is basically the one that everybody loves. Uh, and uh, everyone will claim that, you know, we follow his his path. He's a master muhaddith, a master in, in the fiqh of the Shafi'i madhab. He's a master in the uh, kalam of the Ash'ari school. Uh, but just a, you know, relatively solid guy when it comes to everything he says. It becomes like a standard in tahqiq. And so Nawawi, rahimahullah ta'ala, he, he writes in the Riyadh al-Salihin, that um, a person should weigh the benefit and the harm in, in, in saying things. And if there's more harm than there is benefit, then just don't say it. Um, meaning what? That there could be benefit in it, but don't say it. And he says, even when the harm and the benefit is equal, the sunnah is toward what? It's toward being silent. If the harm and the benefit are equal, still the sunnah is toward silence. So fahsha is obviously uh, uh, speaking excessively, going overboard when you when you say things. Um, being able to say something in a simple way and uh, uh, just completely uh, being too severe in, in the way you speak, a person should should stay away from that. And uh, unfortunately, like we're in an age where the person with fahsha kalam is going to get more retweets and more likes and more shares and more listens and more hits and all of that other stuff. You know, you have to ask yourself if it's worth it or not. Uh, well, munkar, that a person should keep their their tongue away from. 
the speech of sin, uh, like lying or like uh, 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 threatening people. Al-kalam al-qabih, that thing which is that you know speaking those words that are not that are ugly. You know, there's no there there's no uh, beauty in them. They make a person. Uh, um, they make a person react in a way that that uh, that that evokes their their uh, uh, the, you know the fact that they don't they're, they're not happy about what they what they just heard for no reason you know Sayyidina uh, Sayyidina uh, Imam Ghazali rahimahullah ta'ala he mentions that that Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam passed by the rotting corpse of a pig uh, um, and he commented about how white and beautiful the teeth were and so his, his disciples were baffled by why did he compliment the corpse of a pig. And uh, after some time not being able to figure it out, one of them spoke up and asked him, said that you, you said this thing, we just don't get it, we don't understand why. And so he says, yeah, I, I saw about the, you know, I saw about the pig, uh, what you saw, and I was revolted by it just like you were. And I wanted to say something bad about it, but uh, then I was afraid that my tongue shouldn't be, become accustomed to saying, you know, that it's bad. And uh, saying bad things, negative things. And so I forced myself to say something good. And this is, uh, again, it has to do with the idea that the tongue is also a limb of the heart. And that everything that the tongue says, a carbon copy of it goes back into the heart. Uh, and so a person should be careful how bad they say things. This is one of the things also I mentioned yesterday. Alama Khalid, he actually mentioned this um, uh, in, in, uh, in the majlis that we sat in. That you don't have to correct everything that's wrong in the world. You don't have to shut down every person every time they say something that's wrong. In fact, the sunnah is, is oftentimes to what? Is to let it go. Allah Ta'ala talked to you, marru kirama. The khatabuhumul jahiliya qalu salama. That the, 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 the ibad rahman the, the, the slaves of rahman are the ones that when someone is talking nonsense, they pass by them with nobility, meaning you not only just pass by, just don't pay attention to them. Pass by as if you're unaffected by them. They're the ones that when the people of jahl, when the people of ignorance speak to them, they say they don't say salam as in assalamu alaikum necessarily, but they say such words that like shield them from the harm of that person and just keep going. Because some people are crazy. Some people are, are crazy in this world. If you say anything to them, if you even look in their direction, they're going to do something that's going to harm you or injure you. So there's an art to how to like pass by those people because it's a waste of it's a waste of time trying to trying to correct them. I mean, imagine that that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, even in uh, um, even in uh, um, in Medina Munawwara, the uh, Abdullah bin Ubay, Raisul Munafiqin. He's not only a, 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 the president, but he's also a client. So the, he's the he's the he's the 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 head of, of of the of the hypocrites. He was the one who was going to become. They were going to crown him king in Yathrib before the Prophet ﷺ came, and he was salty that, that that you know his his throne got snatched away from him, and so he was always hatching plots and just just being just vective against the Prophet ﷺ and public private snide comments etc. So that, that that he he one time insulted the Prophet ﷺ, so then he openly took he openly accepted Islam for you know convenience for political convenience. It's not like he said I don't believe in you or anything, but he accepted the deen and then afterward he sang snide comments. He said the words that are tantamount to kufr in the uh, in the belittling of Rasulullah ﷺ. and Sayyidina Umar ﷺ, it's a hadith of Bukhari nonetheless. Sayyidina Umar ﷺ asked 
asked for permission to go and kill him, to dispatch him, to put him out of his misery. And uh, 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 the Prophet says, no, leave him. Why? Because I don't want people to say that Muhammad kills his companions. Uh, uh, that he doesn't, he, he, he was afraid that people would think that, that the people who didn't know the context of what was going on would think, look, this Islam is, uh, is one of those things you can't win. You know, if you, if you don't join them, they're, they're out for your blood. And if you join them, you're never going to live up to whatever standard. So you have to like, let some stuff slide. You know what I mean? I think this is a really poignant, uh, 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 lesson. And maybe some people will be like, Oh, how come he's talking about so-and-so I'm not taking any names here, but myself included, there are some people, maybe they're too harsh with others even if they are right. And we extol that harshness because we're like, oh, look, they're sticking up for the deen. But sometimes it's one of those things that you have to see, is there something beneficial going to come out of this or not? Or are, are, are we just, you know, killing our companions? Uh, 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 because there are a lot of people who are on our side, right? Uh, there are our sisters in Congress. They say stuff sometimes it, it, like irks the living snot out of me because it's like kufr or something so bad, like far from the deen that a person is like, you know, like, why did you say that? However, at the end of the day, they're ours. I mean, they're not going to, you know, they're going to, they're not going to celebrate Hanukkah. They're going to be celebrating Eid. If they celebrated Hanukkah, that would have been whatever, fine if they were from that tradition. I'm not saying bad about it, but they're the ones who are going to celebrate Eid. When it comes time for them to die, they're going to have a janazah. You know, you understand what I mean? They're one of ours, one way or the other. So, what is it? Is it easy just to throw them in the garbage can if they make a mistake? Or is it better to perhaps try to like, you know, uh, reel it in? You know, what, what is the, the prophetic hikmah uh, with regards to that? So yeah, uh, you know, a person shouldn't be, shouldn't be like so harsh in their, in their, in their criticism of everybody. Um, that doesn't mean like carte blanche, like everybody can say whatever they want to. There are certain situations in which someone will say something and someone has to say something back against them. But generally speaking, you know, you have to have some sort, sort of a, 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 like a, a scale by which to weigh. Is this one of those times or not? You can't reflexively just like be like, oh, this is uh, this is all uh, uh, snot and we're going to hack everything down that that person did or said. You can't reflexively do that. It's not part of the deen. Uh, uh, and, you know, people may find it ironic that I'm saying that. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, sometimes uh, sometimes we have to admit our own faults and uh, try to try to, you know, you know, get help. That's the first step toward getting help is admitting your mistakes. That it's not that a person doesn't have to act like they're a nubby, that everything I say or everything that happens in front of me is going to be some sort of proof of the Sharia. Sometimes you have to let certain things go uh, in order to get a, a, a larger uh, benefit that the that the Sharia countenances. You can't be the police over everything because what's going to end up happening? You're going to kill everybody else, and then one day, if you're honest about it, you're going to see your own mistakes and you're going to kill yourself too, and then everyone's dead, and that's not really a, a useful outcome. Well, or like you know, some people they they oh I swear if you know if uh, that you know I swear the the whatever Cubs are going to win the game, otherwise I'm gonna, I, I'll divorce my wife. Right? There are people who are like that. Like this type of speech is 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 unnecessary, and it's a type of uh, stupidity. A person's tongue wasn't made for saying stuff like that. Imam Abu Hanifa, forget about swearing the oath of of, of talaq 
of, of divorce against one's wife. Imam Hanifa used to actually have a, a swear jar, but not for saying four-letter words, because obviously he's Imam Hanifa, he's not going to be saying stuff like that. You know, the, the man who makes khatam al-Qur'an every night, the tongue is not made for those things. His swear jar was what? Whenever I say wallahi for something. Why? Because he doesn't want the tongue to cross a line and then end up end up uh, 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 taking away from the 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 hurma and sacredness of the mention of <coughs> mention of Allah Taala uh, in vain. Uh, so how much worse is it that a person should do like like silly things like uh, uh, swear uh, talaq against uh, his wife uh, uh, just in order to make a simple point that doesn't really need all that much uh, uh, doesn't need all that much emphasis as as a person as the person puts into it. Some people make the iman of talaq, Allah Ta'ala protect us uh, on weird things. There's one brother, uh, Moana Mumtaz al-Haq, who was uh, one of the ulama. He was in, he, he came from South Africa. He was from Pakistan. Allama Yusuf Banuri sent him to South Africa to help uh, with the nascent, what was in those days the nascent madaris of South Africa. So he taught in Newcastle, which to my knowledge is the first uh, madrasa that taught Darsh Nizami in the English medium he taught there for some time and then he came to america for a while and he's one of the original asatis of Molana tamim and uh, a, a, a number of the brothers in the bay area and i remember i was a college student in those days when he used to come as well and uh, we could tell he's a very special person somebody once uh, uh, came into his majlis and asked for dalil and uh, 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 he says i the the, the hadith is from bukhari he's like oh yeah well tell me the hadith and uh, uh, they, he told him, and the guy's like, well, who's the narrators? Right? And so Moana got upset, and he read the narrators, and he read the hadith, and he kept reading from Bukhari from memory for the next, like, 20 minutes until the guy left the majlis. Uh, uh, so uh, he, he uh, was thrown out of the country. He was on, a, uh, he was on a, a green card. He got thrown out of the country surreptitiously after 9-11, as many people were. Uh, um, I think in 2008 or 7, uh, in that in that era when they were just basically throwing people out without any questions asked. And uh, um, he went back to South Africa and uh, he, um, he was uh, robbed and killed. So he died as a shaheed maybe a year and a half, two years ago. So we mentioned, we met, we visited his grave. He used to teach the, the local students back in the day before uh, studying Dean was fashionable uh, in our circles. And uh, one of the students, his parents got so upset, his father got so upset at him, why are you wasting your time with these mullahs? That he said that, I swear, if you go and take darsh from him again, uh, I'll divorce your mother. <laughs> And so he called up Mulan and said, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> he goes, I want to study, but I don't want my father to divorce my mother. Uh, 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 and so he says, come to the come to the musalla and sit in the threshold outside on the sidewalk and I'll teach you, I'll teach you from inside. Uh, uh, but the idea is that there are some people who are like this. Allah thought protect us from, the tongue wasn't made for these types of things. These types of things are a type of foolishness. Um, to swear an oath of talaq for something good is dumb enough. To swear an oath of talaq for something that's evil is even stupider. Allah Ta'ala protect us. The happy one is the one who learns a lesson from other people's misfortunes. Uh, uh, and to, uh, to badger and, and hack down another Muslim and to humiliate uh, him and to curse him. Uh, these things are all haram. Which means what? When you get into a fight with somebody on Facebook or on Twitter, even if they are wrong, you know, make your point and move along. 
don't don't uh, uh, you know start calling them names and start to uh, uh, you know start to theorize about why they're as messed up as they are once you've proved how messed up they are. Um, if you're not gonna you know if you're like no this is one of the exceptions where we have to hack them down we can't just you know it's not lahu we can't just pass them by they have something has to be said about them at that point you're not allowed to you're allowed to make your point and you're you have to move on then. You can't uh, you can't just hack them down and, and and humiliate them and disgrace them and then start calling them names. Uh, a person is not allowed to uh, um, uh, to 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 make a person afraid uh, in any way, shape, or form. Another Muslim afraid without a haq without a haq of the Sharia. Um, and what are the hukuk of the Sharia? Like someone tries to like rob you you can, you know, do something that will make them afraid to, like, proceed with what their plans are. It's that type of stuff. Otherwise, to instill fear in another <coughs> another believer or really in another human being without a haqq is a, is, is a major sin, even with your tongue, uh, to make a threat uh, like that. And unfortunately, this is one of the reasons the Muslim world is in such a, 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 a bad situation is that people really don't think much about uh, telling one another off uh, and they don't think much about talking garbage about one another. And this is the fact of the matter is you're never going to be in a position where you kill another person until you've A, harbored bad feelings toward them in your heart, which is also not permissible. And then B, after that, you talk garbage about them and you demean them to the point where you don't see them as another human being anymore. Because once you see a person like a human being, if you kill them, you're going to yourself, it's, 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 A, it's not possible. If you do, you'll regret it right away. However, if you've uh, demeaned them in your, in your heart and in your speech so much to the point where they don't mean anything to you, then to, you know, then inside your heart, it's as if you just like slaughtered an animal or something like that. And you know, it's sad to like, you know, slaughter a lamb or whatever, but you eat dinner and get over it. You know what I mean? It's not really that big of a deal to you. Uh, and so these are doors that have to be closed. Uh, and uh, if they're not, it leads to other bad things. Uh, so he continues, he says that it is also, uh, uh, it is also necessary to, for him to uh, guard his, his uh, uh, his gaze. What does what does that mean to guard his gaze? Generally speaking, what we think of when someone talks about guarding a person's gaze, uh, guarding a person's eyesight, is that that you know something of a sexual nature. That don't look at women, don't look at the opposite gender. You know, so that all that stuff is part of the meaning for sure. However, it's very interesting. What is his? What is the 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 uh, um, the example he brings up, he says it's not halal, it's not permissible for a, a Muslim to look at another Muslim in a way that harms them. That's why I tell you don't be mean to each other, don't make faces at each other. When you squirt, scrunch your eyes, grimace at one another, that bothers another person. Right? Why, are they, why are they looking at me like that? That's not permissible. Uh, 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 he says, even to look like that, uh, even to look like that at, at your at your brother, uh, it's not permissible. Uh, you know, to look at your brother in a way that you like, you look at them in a way that you don't f- feel that they have any worth. That's the that's the example he came up with. He's not talking about the thing that we usually like first think of when we think about guarding the eyes. 
that that's a sin no doubt and that will harm a person no doubt but what is the thing that he the the, the example that he brings means that what he's afraid of something he brings what that don't don't look down on your don't look down on your but how many of us do that you go to Haji, like, oh, people from XYZ country. I've heard people talking garbage in the Haramein Sharifain of people from this country and from that country. They look down on they look down on them. They look down all these people, these immigrants, all these people from the hood, all these people from here, all these people from there. And they look down on they look at they look at them with a, with a, with such a glance that it's like poison. And uh, that's what he's afraid of, that a person should 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 do that to another person. That's very deadly for the heart. That will kill a lot of the benefit that's that's there in the heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Man Whoever makes a, a, an enemy of a wali of mine, I declare war on that person. And it's our aqidah that everyone who says La ilaha illallah, even a, even, even a person who uh, we don't have, like, you know, that we don't find them very glamorous or whatever, that in some degree that person has the wilayah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, in this again, what is the logical end of this is that people will kill one another, people will fight one another. The Muslim world will become the messed up salad, fruit salad and nut salad that it is uh, right now because they they were never taught to guard their eyes against looking like this. He says, إِلَّا أَنْ يَكُونَ فَاسِقًا فَيَجِبُ هِجْرَانُهُ Except for what? Except for if that person is an open sinner, profligate. It, not that they commit sins. Everybody commits sins. If you look closely enough at everybody, you'll find something wrong with them. Everybody, you'll find something wrong with them. Uh, people fall in love with each other, and then after a while, they're like, oh, this person is not what I thought they were. Right? So how about somebody you hate from the beginning? However, he's talking about what? The open sinner, the person who has no shame, the person who flaunts their sins. That person, فَيَجِبُ هِجْرَانُهُ That person, it is, it is uh, wajib, it is an obligation just like it's obligatory to pray five times a day and eat halal and like not rob and steal people and to be a good person and whatever, all the other wonderful things that people uh, you know, know that are part of the deen. It's wajib to leave that person's company. Leave them, leave them. Just leave them. You're no longer friends with one another. You no longer interact with one another. Uh, 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 you no longer interact with one another uh, um, uh, in, a, in any way, shape or form that you have an option to avoid. Now we live uh, in the uh, uh, we live in the time of the cult of da'wah. But Sheikh, what about da'wah? It's like, look, you know, maybe that person is gonna get better because of your company, or maybe you're gonna get better because of theirs. Generally speaking, generally speaking, most people, when you keep the company of someone who doesn't care about Dean, it's like. Uh, it's like uh, trying to open up a trying to open up a, a china shop, you know, amongst a herd of buffaloes. It's not going to end well. Why? Because what you have is very delicate, right? China, China is what it's like type of like dishes, like glass dishes, right? Fine glass dishes, and a herd of buffalo. If they run past, what's going to happen to the china? If it's sitting on a display case, what's going to happen to it? It's going to break. It's going to fall. When a, a glass plate breaks, is it easy to put it back together again? Even if you glued every piece back together, will it be still? Will it be useful? You'll have cracks and crevices. You cut your finger when you touch it. It's going to be a complete mess. It's going to be a failure, right? So your dean is like your dean is like what? You work so hard. You cried at night. You you know go to dars. You go to sabak. You go to maktab. You go to madrasa. You go to khanqa. You go to tarawih. You do all these things in order to make it like so. Uh, you know you in order to polish it and make it good. 
And then what happens? You keep the company of a bad person, they'll shatter it into pieces. Right? So someone's like, well, Sheikh, you know, your deen shouldn't be so weak. I agree your deen shouldn't be so weak. So go make mujahada against your nafs for the next 40 years until, you know, you're one of those people that you walk in the street and then you cast another on a person and then they make toba and whatever. And, they, you know, they dream about the Prophet ﷺ that night and they also become a wali of Allah. Go, go for it. Go ahead. I agree. Your deen shouldn't be weak. Go do that and then come look at me as well. You know, uh, uh, but until then, as, when, you're, when you're still in the process... Uh, uh, you know, it may be smart not to not to do that. And if you're one of the people who it's not going to affect you, and you're going to affect them, then by all me by all means, be my guest. You know, go ahead and uh, uh, you know walk walk amongst uh, uh, walk amongst the uh, uh, you know the the impoverished masses and bring them the light of your of your kafia. But in general, a person should leave not should uh, he says fayyajibu. It's 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 wajib. It's an obligation to leave those people's company. But how many of us? We keep the company of somebody who is an open sinner and a profligate sinner because we're impressed with something about their dunya or we're impressed with something with regards to their lineage or with regards to their beauty or with big regards to their money or with regards to some other thing that they have. And Allah gives all those things to people He hates, but He doesn't give uh, 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 obedience to somebody that He hates. And uh, to keep the, the, to keep the company of such a person, it's, not, it's, it's, it's haram, it's a sin. It's a sin. A person has to leave those people's uh, company. And that's the rule. And it may have exceptions, but exceptions don't teach you about the rule. Uh, uh, and how, are, how is a person going to get ahead in their suluk if they keep the company of those people that you work hard uh, to, you know, to go to dars and go to tarawih and put in like, you know, two, three hours of work. And it will be literally, it'll evaporate within like five minutes of, or five, you know, you know, 30 seconds of vain talk from somebody whose uh, state is like so, so murky and so, uh, 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 you know, unpaid attention to, you know, someone's like, well, am I going to be like uh, arrogant on other people? And, but no, maybe inshallah that person will make toba and be a wonderful person later. That doesn't mean that you like allow them to stab you in the eye, you know. Uh, uh, they're two, they're two uh, separate things. So he, he mentions that, he mentions that, that it's not, it's not uh, permissible. It's not permissible for a person to uh, uh, look uh, at another with uh, a, a, a gaze that harms them or uh, uh, looks down on them, except for that person who is an open profligate in the context of their profligacy, in the context of their open and shameless sinning. So it's not you're not looking down at their iman, you're not looking down at their humanity or whatever, but like, okay, yeah, this guy is literally behind the counter in his liquor store selling the liquor and you pass by that's an exception that you can look at that and say like what is this like you know like with your eyes you can shoot some negative uh, 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 whatever glance with your eyes to that person but even then how what's the solution to not being a negative person is to like just not keep their company but if you pass by that thing it should offend you it should it should bother you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, give us uh, the tawfiq of keeping uh, keeping and guarding the the the, the, the boundaries that he has set for us with our eyes and with our uh, with our tongues and that we only use uh, our tongues for that which is beneficial and our glance for that which is beneficial and that he protect uh, our tongues from speaking the evil or our eyes from seeing the evil wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallam ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in